Praise the Lord, everyone. Amen. Praise the Lord, everyone. We thank the Lord for you all uh, signing in with us today. We thank the Lord for all that he's done in our lives and all that he's going to do. We know that God is a good God. Amen. We want to invite you, you all, to... Uh, just come on and sign in, give you a few minutes to sign in, if you would. Amen. So we are here this morning ready to render uh, the word of God to the people of God. We're going to go straight into the Word of God. We thank everyone that has called in, everyone that are signing in online. We thank God for you. We want to start off with a word of prayer. Father God, we thank you. We bless you. We honor you. We welcome you, Lord, to come in and have your presence in this place. Have your presence here on the call, on Facebook Live, we invite your spirit to take full charge and full control. This world is in need of the truth of your word. We thank you, God, today for showing and revealing your word unto us, and we bless you today for it. Father God, we welcome you to take full charge and full control. In the name of Jesus, meet us, Lord, exactly where we are. In the name of Jesus, we honor you today. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank God. Amen. We're going to go straight into the scripture reading. We're going to be in Luke today, Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4, we're going to be reading from the New American Standard Bible. Luke chapter 4, verse 14 through 19. Luke chapter 4, verse 14 through 19. And it says here, Luke 4, 14 through 19 reads, And Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. And news about him spread through all the surrounding districts. And he began teaching in their synagogue and was praised by all. And he came to Nazareth, where he had been brought up. And as his custom, he entered the synagogue on the Sabbath day and stood up to read. And the book of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him, and he opened the book and found the place where it was written. Verse 18, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. 
We bless the Lord, amen, today for the word of God. Amen. That was Luke chapter 4, verses 14 through 19. Today we want to uh, remember one word, if we can. If you can't remember anything else, remember the word transition. Remember the word transition. Transition. I just want to give you a, a definition of the word transition. Transition simply means the process or a period of changing from one state or condition to another. The process or a period of changing from one state or condition to another. Transition signifies that there is, it signifies something to leave behind and something to look forward to. It signifies something uh, to leave behind and something to look forward to. I want the people of God to understand today that we are in the process of transitioning. And uh, we we can't miss this time. Um Transition can be a scary uh, time. It can it, it it can be a time where you may feel a little uh, bit where you really don't understand what's going to happen, what's to come, because you're anticipating a, a move. And, and when you when you transition in God, you're doing this by faith. And we understand and we know that. Uh, when we deal with faith, we can't always see or we don't know the end, but we trust in the God that we serve. And But we don't want to get stuck in a place. But we, we, we want to be willing to transition. I put earlier, an earlier part of the week, I put on my Facebook page, are you willing to transition? So, uh, we want to find uh, our perfect example in the word of the Lord, uh, exactly today what transition looks like. And this is what we're going to start today. We we talked about last week about temptation and how Christ shows us how to fight temptation, how to be free from temptation. And we want to leave, this is the last uh, Sunday of the month of June. We want to leave that thought of Satan uh, tempting us and going on into victory, transitioning uh, from that to uh, we entering into another month of July. We want to go into this month thinking about transitioning, how to transition. Transitioning from one place, from one state, from, from, from one condition to another condition. We can't be afraid to transition. A lot of times, uh, we the people of God, we have gotten so used to traditional ways of thinking, traditional ways of doing things. And what, what we want to do as the people of God and the church, we have to be open to the spirit of God 
allowing us to move under the anointing and power of God to move and break strongholds that the enemy has set up in our world today. And this is what we're going to see today, and we can't get no better example other than uh, Christ living in us, Christ being our perfect example. So let's just go straight to the Word of God, Luke chapter 4, verse 14. And Jesus Christ, uh, this is what he starts, uh, talks about in Luke, his public ministry. We know that um, it was earlier in the scriptures of where he was tempted of the devil, fasting 40 days and 40 nights, but he fought the enemy with the word of God. He fought the enemy with the word of God. So he goes from being led by the spirit into the wilderness, and this is where we are. Verse 14 says, and Jesus returned to Galilee in the power of the Spirit. In the power of the Spirit. And news about him spread all uh, throughout the district. Listen to that. The first thought that I want you to put in your minds this morning about transitioning is that you must be full of the Spirit of God. You have to be full of the Spirit in order to transition to where God is taking uh, his people. Uh, it's not about us, but it's about the purpose that God has called on our lives. This world needs to see uh, a deliverer. They need to see Jesus. They need to feel the love of God. So we, in order for us to transition into what the Lord has called us to do, we have to be led by the Spirit of God. It's a must that we be led by the Spirit. Verse 15 said, and he began teaching in their synagogue and was praised by all. So the word of the Lord lets us know that Jesus began uh, his public ministry. He began to teach in the synagogue as it was his custom to do so on the Sabbath day. So we, uh, that's another thing to think about when we talk about transition. You have to know, you have to know what it is that God has called you and me to do. Uh, we have been given the gifts of God. So we, 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 we must know, we, we, we must know what it is that he has called us to do. We must know it. We must know it. The word of the Lord lets us know that the people praised him. But it got to a point in verse 16, it says that, and he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. I need you to listen to this closely. It came to Nazareth where he had been brought up and, and as was his custom, he entered in the synagogue on the Sabbath and he stood up to read. And the book of the prophet Isaiah was handed to him, and he opened the book and found the place 
where it was written. And this is what I want you to focus on today. Verse 18. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Listen to that. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. You know, we cannot live this life without the Spirit of God. Satan will try to make you and me think that we can go throughout this world on our own and succeed. It's the struggles that we have and that we're fighting in this world. It is a spiritual battle, and we cannot do it on our own. So we And we know that the enemy will try to tempt us in every area that he will, that he can, even as he was tempted. The scriptures let us know in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12 through 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verse 12 through 13 reads, If you think you are standing strong, be careful not to fall. It is the time when we think we are doing okay. The scriptures lead us to believe uh, it's those times when we think we got it all together. It says for us to uh, be careful not to fall. Why? The temptation in your life is no different from what others experience. The enemy will have you and me to believe that you're experiencing something totally new, and you in this world by yourself. No, you will not experience anything uh, that somebody else has not always have not already experienced. The scriptures say God is faithful; He will not allow the temptation to be more than you and I can stand. When you are tempted. He will show you a way out so that you can endure. So we have to trust the lead of the Spirit to show us and to lead us into the way of escape so that we won't give up, so that we won't give in, so that we can endure. But we must have the Spirit of God uh, within us so that we can have the anointing and the power to do what? So we can, so, so, so we won't give up, so we can have the power to fight, so that we can have the power to fight. We have to be full of the Holy Spirit. And somebody may say, okay, why do we need the Spirit? I'm glad you asked. Why? Do we need the Spirit? We need the Spirit because Jesus himself was filled with the Spirit. He was full of the Spirit. So we see even as he reads, just what we're reading now in Isaiah 61 and 1, uh, it lets us know that the Spirit of the Lord, verse 18, the Spirit of the Lord was upon him. He is our perfect example. We need the Spirit of God. Matthew 3 and 16 lets us know uh, Jesus was baptized and the Spirit of God came up, descended upon him as a dove. 
is in life? Do you know what it is that he has called you to do? What he has called you to do in kingdom work in the body of God? The scriptures is clear that we all have a purpose in life. We all have a purpose in life. Look at Jesus. Luke chapter 4, still at verse 18, when he says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why was the spirit of what's upon him? Remember, he's moving in transition. He's moving in transition. He said, because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Jesus had a tough ministry. Whenever you bring in your ministry to the town you live in, to your family, don't you know it's not easy to minister the word of God to family, to your friends, to where you live, or to where they know you? It's not, it's not easy. You're going to need the power of the Holy Ghost to do so. They say, is this not the carpenter's son? People will try to hold and put mess on your life and and try to, uh, the enemy will try to use folks. They will try to use your family. They will try to use people that know you to distract you from what you have been called to do. So in transition, when going into transition, when you have the power of God, you also need to know what it is that God has called you to do. What is your purpose in life? You have to know it. And you can't be distracted. You can't allow the enemy to to, to, to turn you away from what it is that you know that God has called you to do. He said, "He, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why? Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. Some of us have been anointed to do the will of God, and we're not operating in that because we have allowed the enemy to steal our joy. We have allowed others to place things on our life to make us feel like we're not capable of doing, uh, ministering the word of God, evangelizing his word, teaching his word, uh, for whatever reason, they feel like that you don't, you're not able to do it. You don't, you're not educated enough. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm be real with you. I don't get on Facebook to try to pretend that I know it all. Uh, in, in fact, I have a high school education. I don't have a college degree, but I am not afraid to preach and teach the gospel of his work. Why? Because I know that he has anointed me to do so. He has anointed me to do so. So so I don't come with big swelling words, but I give you who God has called me to be. I am who I am in God. And in this place of transitioning, you need to know who you are in God. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 lets us know. He says, 
declares the Lord, I know the plan that I have towards you. Uh, I, I have a purpose. In other words, I have a purpose for your life. Your sister ain't going to understand it. Your brother ain't going to understand it. Your friend won't understand it because he has called it to you. Huh? He said, I know the plans. A plan for welfare and, and for calamity. He said, uh, to give you a future and a hope. Huh? You and me have a future and we have a hope in God. We're going somewhere in him. Do we see the end? Do we know exactly? Uh, can we can, can we pinpoint it? This gonna happen. That's gonna happen. No. This is what faith looks like. You won't have all the answers. Answers. But we, are you willing to trust God? This world is in a terrible place. It's running rapid uh, with 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 sicknesses and diseases, hatred. People killing one another. My goodness. And people are moving and going forward without the knowledge and the understanding of the word of God. Don't you know this is how we're going to make it? If you don't have the spirit of God, if you don't have the word, you ain't going to make it in this season. Philippians 4. One is success, for I am confident of this very thing, that he who has began a good work in you, he will perfect it until the very day of Jesus Christ. See, you can't do it on your own, but you got to know the work that he has started in you and me, he will perfect it until the very day of Jesus Christ. Yes, he will. Folks will try to bring your pairs up and say you can't make it. What you doing, sis? I remember when you keep remembering. But forgetting those things that are behind us, huh? And going forward, we press for, 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 for what he has for us. We press. Huh? Keep pressing. Don't get stagnant. Don't get stuck. But keep pressing. In order to do so, you can't do it without the Spirit. And you can't do it without knowing what he has called you to do. Look, Christ, the Christ is clear. He said, he has sent me to proclaim relief to the captive. He knew exactly what his father sent him to do. Do you know what he has called you to do? He said, uh, he sent me to release the captive and recovery to sight to the to the blind to set free those who are oppressed to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. Look, don't you know this call that He has on your life and my life is the same call that the Father had given to Him to preach and teach the gospel, the truth of his word. I don't have time for folks' opinions. I want the truth of his word. This is why we at Pursuing Word Ministries, we love the preaching and the teaching.
God, but we have been given gifts, talents, to edify the body of Christ. We have just finished uh, a teaching by Elder Marcus of for workers for Christ. Uh, even in Ephesians chapter 11, where he broke those scriptures down, and, and he lets us know in the word of the Lord the gifts that Christ left for you and me. So you know we have been called to do his work. He said, some uh, apostles, he left uh, apostles, some prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, for the equipping of the saints, for the working of the service, to the building up of the body of Christ. This is what we've been called to do. And he has not called us just to be behind for a while, but he has called us to live this life. How can we be just hearers of the word and not doers of his word? This is where we, the people of God, are confusing the world. We say one thing, but we do another. This is where the confusion steps in. So we have to be able to live a holy and a righteous life Behind doors, when you move or when you leave, you, you you got to be able to know that there is a God that is watching you and me. Huh? He is watching you and me. We cannot operate effectively in our gift without the spirit of God. We can't do it. We need the Spirit of God to get the victory over our flesh. We got to be delivered on this side. We got to be delivered on this side so we uh, won't always fall. The power of the Holy Ghost gives us the ability to stand. And no matter what the enemy comes and says to you and me, we don't have to give in to those spirits of addiction. When the enemy comes and says to you uh, and try to bring your past up and make you believe that you have not been changed, we know that the devil is alive. We got to walk in the truth of his word. And we're talking about needing the spirit of God, but how do we get his spirit? How do we get the Spirit of God? Watch it. And if you would turn your Bibles over to Acts chapter 2. Go ahead and turn your Bibles over to Acts chapter 2. See, we're in a special time. A time that we have been given even more time than, than normal, some of us. We have the opportunity to actually sit in the comfort of our homes and get Bible class teaching. But we refuse to just open up our Bibles. Dig in his word for you. Listen, dig in his word for you. You need a relationship with God. Slow down. Take advantage of this time given to us. Study his word. 
that he's calling for change so that the world can change? If my people that are called by my name, you say you saved. What do you say? From what? If my people that are called by my name would humble themselves and pray, humble your stinking flesh, your pride, your head so big, it can't get inside the four walls because you're full of pride. Hmm? Humble yourselves and pray and speak the face of God for real. Huh? Uh, petition it. Petition God for, for the people of God. Families are dying. The enemy is out to steal, kill, and destroy. Come on now. Look at it. Look at it in your family. This season, we, we, we're just not looking at the news, looking at what's going on around the world and the different earth. It's happening in our family. Huh? Our children are being attacked. Our loved ones are dying daily. Wake up. It's time to wake up. Wake up. It's time to wake up. I know I'm hyperactive. Today I haven't drunk too much coffee, but that's all right. I'm excited about his work. And I'm determined to live a holy and a righteous life no matter what. I'm determined to transition, to be willing to leave the old and go into the new of which God has for the people of God. I'm determined to teach his word with the anointed power of the Holy Spirit that my children and my children's children will have it. Can you imagine leaving this world in the condition that it is today? Can you imagine leaving them, your grandchildren? What will the world look like 20 years from now if it's looking in such a mess right now? Wake up, people of God. Yes, we need to wake up. How can we get this shit? Because we need it. Acts chapter 2. Let's read verse 38. Acts chapter 2, verse 38. Says this. 38 and 39. All the promise is for you. Wait, 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 wait. Let's back up. Verse 38. Peter said to them, this is what he said. Wait, let's go back to 37. Verse 37. Acts 2, verse 37 says, now when they heard this, they were pierced in their heart. Don't you know the disciples followed the lead of Jesus Christ? And they spoke the truth of his word. This is how the people were pierced in their hearts. Watch it. They were pierced in their hearts, and they said to Peter and to the rest of the apostles, hear me out. Brother, what shall we do? Peter said unto them, repent. Repent. And it of you be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for what? For the forgiveness of your sins. 
but I just want you to get this word. Luke chapter 11, look at verse 10. Read 10 through 13. Luke chapter 11, and I am, I'm reading in the New American Standard Bible. Watch it. Luke 10. How do we get this script? Watch it. Luke chapter 11, verse 10. For everyone who asks, receives. Why are you so quiet? Let's get to asking. Watch it. For everyone who asks, receives. And he, he who seeks, finds. And to him who knocks, it will be open. I need you to understand. When the scripture says, search out your salvation with fear and trembling, it means what it says. I know you're used to the pastor doing everything. That's dead. That's over for that. The Lord has waking those pastors up in this season. It's not for us to do everything. Huh? If you have been called to support a mission, a called mission, a ministry, and the Lord has, because he gives us pastors, uh, uh, for, for, he gives he gives us pastors according to your heart. Who He, he gives you pastors, the, the one that you need. So if, if you have been called to a ministry, you have been called, it's just not for your needs, but it's your gift out there to help and support that ministry. You know, so just like we just read in Ephesians, uh, so that your gifts can work together. It's not for the pastor to do everything. Oh, now? So when, 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 and, and whenever you return back, and if you've already returned back to your building, if you're still letting your pastor do everything, shame on you. Shame on you. We, 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 we have to support leadership. Bring your gifts and work together in the body of Christ. It's time for you to work out your own soul, your soul salvation. He said, do it with fear and intimidation. It's your work. You got to do something. Your pastor's praying for you. Don't you know the pastor needs for you to pray for them too? The church body needs to be praying as a unit. Pray together. This how of the day of Pentecost, the great revival came because they was all unified. Come on, church. It said, ask and seek and you will find. Do you really want him? Do you really want to be saved? Then you're going to have to do some homework. Pastor can't open your Bible for you. Huh? We, we, we can't do that. We, we can't do it for you. We, we can't make you study. We, we're making ourselves study. Yeah. We discipline ourselves. We're not doing no more than what we're telling you to do. I need folks to hear that. Help out your church, the ministry. Help them do what you can do. Yes. He said, if you knock, it's going to be open to you. You got to ask. You got to seek. You 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 got to knock. If you if, if you ask, you're going to get it. If you knock, the door going to be open. If you seek, you're going to find it. But we got to, we, we got to do our part. Watch this. Verse 11 says, now suppose one of you fathers is asked by his son for a fix. Watch this. 
He will not give him a snake instead of a fish. Now, now this is just, it's just a common sense type of situation going on right now. He said, now listen. Which of you, Father, that your son asks you for a fish? Instead of giving him some, a fish, you give him a snake. And that's what he's like. That is not even the love of a father. A father wouldn't do that. As, as a father wouldn't do that in the natural, what more would your heavenly father do, in other words? This is basically what that's saying. Verse 12 said, or if he asked for an egg, he would not give him, and he, he will not give him a scorpion, will he? Come on now. If you're asking for uh, nurture or for food, something you need, uh, a father is not going to give you something to hurt you. Now, I'm talking about a father that's, that, that has the love of God, because we know there's many spirits that gone out into the world. So that's why the scripture said, try the spirits and see if they be of God. We know we know that people are in situations to where they, don't, they can't say they have a good father. They can't say it. This is the type of messed up, sinful world, evil, wickedness that we live in. But that's why you and me have been called. We have been called to to show the love of God. Watch it. Verse 13 says, if you then being evil know how to give good gifts to your children, and then this is what this is saying. We live in the flesh, so 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 we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. What this is saying is if we in our flesh know how to do good for our children, that's what it's saying. If ye been evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? How do you ask him? How do you ask him for the Spirit of God? Or have you just been in the four walls of the past? 20 plus years dead and sleep. And it's time to transition to receiving the power of the Holy Spirit. Transition from dead works. Transition from, from, from evil and to walking in newness of life. For who the Son has set free he is free indeed. The scriptures let us know in Romans 10 and 9, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you will be saved. You will be saved. I need for you to understand that transition. And I heard this from one who I call my spiritual father, Apostle Griffin, he says, transition is not a place to get stuck. It can be dangerous because the enemy will try to cause one to move from the will of God. He will try to cause one to move from the will of God. 
resist the devil, and he will flee. Draw nigh to God, and he'll draw nigh to you. Let's transition. Let's work the process of changing from our old condition to transitioning in the place to where God really will have us to be. Let's transition. Transition, it signifies that there is something to leave behind or something to look forward to. You've got to be willing to leave that mess behind so that you can move forward. Father God, we bless you today. We thank you for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. We thank you, God, for your power. We thank you for your example that you have uh, allowed us to see in your word through the Son, Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, for how the Christ died for our sins. For without the shedding of blood, we understand that there could be no remissions of sin. The Father, he did it uh, because you sent him to do so. And we receive by uh, faith the grace given unto us. For the word of the Lord lets us know he will have mercy on whom he will. He will have compassion on whom he will. I thank you today, God, for showing your compassion to my family on this week. We bless the Lord for your angels that have protected, oh God, the family on this week. And the thing that went on, oh God, with one of our young people. But we stand with the victory of God today that he, he's here today. Here, glory be to God. Still in his right mind. Still able to have uh, the breath that breathes, oh God. Still have the opportunity to do this thing again. To, to, to find you for real. We thank you today, God, for leadership everywhere. All of your leaders, all of your evangelists, all of your teachers, your deacons, all of those in leadership roles. We ask you, God, that you give us the power to stand and having done all to stand, beat back the powers of the enemy forces that have come against our families. We need change broken. We need, oh, glory be to God, some of our families' members to be free from prison cells. In the name of the Lord Jesus, both naturally and Spiritually held captive in the Nikosha, Jedalabo, in the Kosha Mataya. In the name of Jesus, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me today. Keep us in the safety realm. Keep us in your ark of safety. All of those in the name of Jesus that are attached to pursuing world ministry. Oh God, I wake them up in the midnight hour.
coming up to a new month, the month of July. Help us throughout this entire month to transition by the power of the Holy Spirit and by knowing what it is that we have been called to do. We bless you today, Father. We bless you for blessing us. We bless you. Thank you for your attendance. Thank you for your patience. Continue to trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not to your own understanding. In all of your ways, I'm talking about every single one of your ways. That's why we need to be accountable to somebody. In all of your ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct your path. God bless you. You have a good night.